Hey everybody, Josh Sigurdsson of World Alternative Media here, and we're joined by Clayton Llewellyn of HeavensHarvest.com. Um, again, a very important subject to me because we are facing down a lot of reasons why we need storable food, why we need to be prepared in many different ways right now, and we're going to get into that shortly, but I urge people to check that link below. Check out HeavensHarvest.com. Use code WAM, W-A-M, and you get 5% off on these products. Very important going forward to uh, get long-term storable food. They have non-GMO storable food. They have organic kits. They have uh, heirloom seeds, water filtration, etc. Um, combo kits. Very important. We'll get into that later. But first, I think it's very important that we all talk about why it's so important to go to that link and, and uh, you know, actually get yourself prepared in this way. Because as many of you may know, we have many issues happening around the world that relate to this from war to supply chain issues to, um, you know, obviously in the winter, we have the winter. There's uh, obviously many places, as we've seen over the last couple of years, have had um, grid down scenarios for a period of time and um, shelves emptied off. We need to go into some of this. So uh, Clayton, first, I wanted to uh, thank you for joining us today. And um, I'd like to hear your thoughts on some of the most important reasons why people should be prepared today. What is on the horizon that should concern people enough to take that step? Well, I mean, the first thing is, look, the government's not going to take care of you. I mean, we all know that. And especially yeah. if people listen to you, the don't rely, you can't rely on the government to take care of you. They can't take care of a hurricane. But I mean, Josh, you, like you just said, you see what's going on all over the world right now. I mean, we're we're on the cusp of World War Three. You know, I mean, now we're here in China's got their guys infiltrated in our country, in, in this country, in our infrastructure. Like, I mean, it's only it'd take a second to completely shut down this country. And I think they've already set up to do it. You know, and a lot of people don't realize, like, even out here where I live, I mean, we're in the country and everybody's like, oh, you know, I can shoot a deer. I can do this. I can do that. Well, the, the fact of the matter is you can't like everybody starts shooting deer, there's not going to be any deer left. So it's even, this isn't just a, a problem for people in the city. This is a problem for people in the country that think they're safe. You know, mm -hmm. I, I talk to my friends all the time. Like how many of you guys even know how to filter water? If something happens, you know, I mean, how, ma how many of you guys know how to start a fire to cook food? Like, it's just, it's really crazy how unprepared we are. And it's just, I hate to say it's just our, the last couple generations where this has sunk in, but you know, during world war II, 90% of us still lived on a farm. We still grew our own food, you know, like this is, we've become really reliant on grocery stores, on gas stations, you know, on the power company that, I mean, we don't even know how to take care of ourselves anymore. Yeah. I mean, people say, Hey, I'll just go into the woods and, and, and shoot a deer, as you mentioned. But if, if we look back in time in, in the pioneer days, people were still going to a mercantile store. They had a storage of ice and stuff like that in their town. And if it was a big town, it was easy for it to uh, be spent and, and it, it would end in a lot of people starving. I mean, this is a very uh, real, you know, issue that is on the horizon for a lot of us, especially now we're seeing all these farmers that are, are protesting in mass in, in Europe. Of course, you have Brussels, uh, the, the Welsh people just joined in, Spain, uh, France, and of course, Germany, and previously the Netherlands, um, of course, the Netherlands being the second top agricultural exporter in the world. And they wanted to get rid of 50% of the farms there. It's absolute insanity. Um, when we see these clear and present um, agendas being played out to essentially destroy the food supply, whether they say it's on purpose or not, they'll say, hey, it's because of, uh, uh, you know, we, we, we have to stop climate change or whatever it might be. They use whatever excuse they can 
and we're seeing a lot of the dominoes start to fall now and we're seeing farmers stand up. What do you think about the uh, farming, farming protests that are happening around the world right now? You know, again, we better start taking this more seriously. Uh, Europe's usually what, four, five, six years in front of us. It's coming here. They're, the, the end goal here is to eliminate some of the population. You know, whether it hurts or not, that's the that's the end game here. And they're doing it under the guise of climate change. Yeah. You know, and that's that's kind of one of those things as Americans, we look at it like, ah, that's, you know, that's a European problem. Well, it's not a European problem. It's a world problem. And they're going to do it. They are doing it. You know, like you said, the Netherlands, I mean, that's the second large, they're the second biggest net exporter of food in the world behind us. Mm-hmm. And Joe Biden has signed on to all this garbage. So it's it's coming here. Give it time. And we'll have, you know, tractors, you know, circling New York and Philadelphia and Baltimore. But it's, oh, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's one of those things like, you know, I, if you'd have told me 10 years ago that 20% of the cars sold now would be EVs, I'd say, ah, oh, you're crazy. Nobody's falling for that, you know, but it's happening quicker than you think. And it's coming here, you know. Absolutely. And and in this last year, um, there have been major pushes towards CBDC, central bank digital currencies. And we're already hearing a lot of people, climate envoys. Now it's John Podesta, who is now the climate envoy, which you can't even make this stuff up, just replace John Kerry. But um, we've already seen them sign legislation uh, regarding the climate. And they're, they've already talked about carbon credits later on, food rations later on, and in, in the right crisis when there's no food on the shelves. When people aren't prepared, who do they look to? They look to the government to to help them. And and what's that going to look like? Are you going to have rations based on you know your your carbon credit score, how much you drive around? I mean, Clayton, I went to the UK last year to Oxford, and I, there's already a 15 minute city there. I already walked around, seeing the sensors and the cameras everywhere. All the roads are shut down, and it's like it's so easy in this present day society where everything's based around convenience for them to essentially say, hey sorry, we don't have any food in our stores. So you're going to have to accept our our rations or or whatever it might be. And I don't think people want government rations, do they? That's exactly what it's going to be. They're going to limit you to 2,500 calories a day. They're going to cut you back on your meat consumption. I mean, I'm thinking, I think I read something the other day. It was like nine kilograms of beef a year or something like that. So they're going to cut that way back. We're already, I mean, Bill Gates and these guys are already invested in big insect farms. I think in Illinois, if I read, if I remember that right, like, I mean, this is it mealworms. This is what's coming. It's going to happen. You know, it's, it's kind of scary at at how fast it's happening. And our media does such a great job of hiding it. You know, I mean, we don't talk about this. How how many people even knew they were protesting in Germany? I mean, that was quiet. Like, don't put that on television. Let's not, let's not talk about this. Yeah. Or Paris where they, they literally shut down the whole city. They, they cut off every road going into, into Paris and almost no one was talking about it on the news, even in French news. It's unbelievable. Yep. yep. No, but it's, they've got the media behind them. They're doing under the guise of climate change. Like I said, they're, they're going to cut you back to 2,500 calories a day at best. And like you said, are you driving your EV? How many miles a day are you drive in? Like you this will all be based on a credit score. Absolutely. And, you know, we've already seen in places like New York City, um, Mayor Adams in New York City has called for food police to essentially make decisions whether people are allowed to eat this food or eat that food. And essentially, uh, they say it's over health, which is absurd, because when the government's going to tell me that they're they're working to make me healthy, it's I'm not going to believe them. I remember Michelle Obama when she was involved in um, bringing healthy food to schools. She, she labeled pizza a vegetable. So, I mean, it's, it, we, we don't want to be trusting these guys. Same with in, in Chicago. 
Uh, as of recently, they've been calling for, and the mayor there has been calling for government-run grocery stores. Now, that is very similar to what we saw in Soviet Russia, which then turned into ration food by the state. And of course, everything had to be shared. You could only have little rations. And now Bill Gates buying up all the farmland, not using any of it, by the way, um, essentially just spending this, this farmland so that there's less food available on the table and then getting rid of all these farms. I mean, it's absurdity, but then let's, let's play in this, this World War III scenario where the Red Sea is being completely shut down. It's already more than doubled the price of Asian to European goods. I mean, it all seems to be coming together into one big puzzle here, Clayton. I don't know what you think, but I, I feel like this is quite clearly uh, an agenda to, like you said, depopulate us. Oh, no, absolutely. I agree. Like, and it's, I think there's even more to it than that. I mean, we're just scratching one side of this coin. I mean, you, you, you see what's going on with the dollar, you know, yeah. I mean, we're so far in debt. They've destroyed the value of the dollar. Like there, there's only one way out of this, you know, and I, and I think the world is seeing this now that there's only one way out of it. And I think that's where it's going to end up. Um, you know, it's back to the, the farming though, like they did this in China. Was it in the fifties or the sixties? They did this in China and there's like estimates that between like 18 and 30 million people died, like between 1959 and 1961. Yeah. And like, this is what happens when you try to give the government, you know, control of your farmland. So, yeah. I mean, it's, and this, again, this is what they're trying to do. I mean, the, the, the world economic forum, the agenda 2030, you know, by 2030, you will own nothing. It's not going to get here that fast, but it's coming. That's what they're going to do. Right. And I mean, things could happen overnight in a situation where, say, the United States declares war on Iran or war with Russia. Uh, recently, ger the German government leaked documents, their own documents, showing that they had a one and a half year scenario with Russia where they named every country that Russia was supposed to go into later and how it was going to end with a clash in around May of 2025 between Russia and NATO. And it's like, why do they know this month by month? Why do they name every country, um, you know, month over month, what's going to happen next? And it makes me feel like everything's very planned. And therefore, we need to obviously be prepared for this plan. It could happen overnight. It just, they need the right emergency. Look what happened with COVID. I mean, they went from, you could go to any restaurant, walk down the street, do anything. And then literally overnight, everyone lost their jobs for a, a period of, in many cases, a yeah. year, months, whatever. And the whole, everyone's life got turned upside down. So things could happen very fast uh, going forward. And it's like, I find Clayton, a lot of people, um, they, they say, okay, yeah, I know this stuff could happen, but I'm going to get my ration food later. I, I don't need that right now. Maybe I'll just get some rice. Maybe I'll just get some beans. And they don't seem to realize the clear and present danger of all this. 41 banks have, have uh, gone down already just since the beginning of January. And no one's talking about it. The, the food supply is getting absolutely extinguished. The, the oil um, that's being imported into the United States is being cut dramatically. Same with Canada. It's, it's like, what do we need to get people to realize how obvious and how fast moving and fast paced this uh, very real danger is? You know, that's what's sad is it usually takes something happening for most people to wake up. But it's, it's and I, I think they're starting to wake up. But what's mm -hmm. funny is I think the elites are starting to wake up faster. Um, we're working with a bunker company now that builds bunkers. And we're, we're filling the, we're stocking the bunkers for them. And you would be shocked at where we're sending food. Shocked. 
Like I'm sure I'm sure everybody's saw that Mark Zuckerberg's building, you know, a ten million dollar bunker under his house. Like mm-hmm. the elites know something's going on, something's coming. And I'm, I'm telling you, we have sent food to some of the craziest places. Yeah. With, <laughs> you know, I'm not. You can't. You can't reveal. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm. I can imagine at this point. I can promise you, the elites have woken up to what's going on. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Again, but they don't care about us. You know what I mean? We're the. If a couple million of us die, who cares? But they've they're already taking care of themselves. Well, it's a good agenda for them too. I mean, they get prepared while fooling the masses into not getting prepared and being dependent and and depending on convenience. And of course, convenience uh, begets tyranny. Unfortunately, it comes under the guise of uh, tyranny comes under the guise of convenience. So, uh, I, I think it's important that people note that you know when we have a destroyed food supply, a supply chain, and an energy grid, and all these different things what we are then dependent on and what they can come in with. Again, CBDCs, carbon credits, 15-minute cities, um, and they could pretty much get you to do anything they want you to do. Hey, I need you to go and fight this war. Hey, I need you to uh, support this politician or this leader, whatever it might be. And if you don't, we are going to cut your, your, your score and you won't be able to get the rations you want. You'll be eating the bugs. If you want that, that dried broccoli, yeah, we'll, we'll give it to you only if you're good. And it's like, I feel like this is pretty obvious where it's going, but um, you know, one of the things I, I love about Heaven's Harvest is that it, it, you know, the serving sizes are actually good. It's actually something that someone I feel can depend on. There's a lot of companies out there that um, you know promote long-term storable foods, and a lot of them, there's some good ones, but most of them I find are not really being honest with the serving size, with the quality of the food. And I know Heaven's Harvest is. Can you go into the difference between what you guys are doing, what the other guys are doing. Yeah, that's part of the reason we started this. I mean, we've been doing this for probably 12, 13, 14 years now, but I had bought this stuff back in the day and I bought a year's worth of survival food. And when I got it to the house, it was in a couple little tubs. And I mean, anybody could look at that and say, dang, that's a year's worth of food in like a tub and a half. Like, come on. I started adding the calories and all that in it. And what they were advertising was a year's worth of food was really only about four, four and a half months worth of food on a 2000 calorie diet. And it was full of fillers, like yeah. rices and beans and drink mixes. Like, and now being in this business, like that's the cheap stuff. You know what I mean? You can buy rice and beans at Walmart. Like don't, don't buy your rice and beans from a survival food company. Like what we've done is we've put good meals, like good hearty meals in these buckets. We've eliminated all the garbage in them. So you're getting just true meals. And what we, you know, nobody regulates serving size. That was another thing I learned that, you know, they, they were telling you, you need a breakfast, lunch, and a dinner serving. They just failed to tell you it was a tablespoon of this and a tablespoon of that. Right. We, well, yeah, that's ridiculous. You know, and, and um, when, I, when I go to your site, you have um, a bunch of different options. Like uh, heirloom seeds uh, are really important. But one thing I, I, I think stands out almost more than anything is the fact that you have organic options, which is incredibly difficult to do in the long-term storable food industry not a lot of people do it they have there's a lot of people that do non-gmo but uh, strictly non-gmo but not not organic and, and can you explain uh why it's it's difficult to you know find companies that have organic storable food well for one it's expensive you know what i mean like, i mean you can see that when you go to the grocery store to buy organic and i'll be honest with you the other thing that we really put a lot of time and research into is a lot of the organic stuff anymore is is a it's a fib it's a lie it's garbage yeah. you know I mean, anybody can write whatever they want on their packaging so we've done a lot of digging and a lot of research and we still do a lot of testing to make sure that our organic bucket is organic 
And I, you know, the same way with our heirloom seeds, like they're, they're not, I hate to say they're not grown organically, but it's hard to test. I mean, we sell millions and millions and millions of pounds of seeds. So it's really hard to test that, but we do go with the, with the heirloom seeds. So they're, they're non-GMO, they're non-hybrid. And when you plant these things, you can grow them organically. You know, Josh, that's like another one of those things that's really, really important. A lot of people don't think of like, if something happens, I don't believe we're going to be, you know, like the government tells you to have 90 days worth of food or three weeks worth of food. And you see all these little food kits all over the place and there's nothing wrong with that. That's great. Something's better than nothing, but you cannot buy enough storable food to last a lifetime. The seed kits are a great alternative to extend that, you know, to, to push you for years down the road. And like I said, because they're, they're heirlooms, you can plant them. You can harvest a seed and plant it again the following year. Yeah. Stuff you buy at Home Depot and Lowe's and Walmart, most of them aren't heirlooms. They're designed that, you know, you can grow one time with it. You got to go back and buy them again the following year. Yeah, so that's that's one of the tricks that a lot of these uh, these businesses play. And I mean, the stuff that you find at the store at Home Depot and Lowe's, uh, a lot of these companies, you look into the ingredients on them. They're not they're not healthy. They, of course, are not great serving sizes. And on top of that, they don't taste good. And they're just, you know, basically someone just threw something together, didn't put a lot of thought into it in a lot of these cases anyway. I mean, um, where is the focus, of course, on, you know, the, ta- the, the, the taste of the food? Um, in, in your case, what do, what do you guys do? Because, I mean, long-term storable food is not famous for tasting good. So, well, I mean, what, what say you on that? It absolutely isn't. And I'll be honest with you, my taste testers were uh, probably like a four and an eight-year-old. So we were putting these recipes together. I made sure my family would eat them and not just choke them down, but actually eat them. So we've, again, I I hate to say there's no scientific approach to it besides my two children. Which, and hey, kids are extremely picky. So that's, that's good news. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's how we we did our taste testing. (laughs) So. Well, that's another thing. I love how you guys are like a family company that you guys are, are still, you know, legitimate. You're not some gigantic corporation with, um, you know, 50 different layers above you. And that's one of the things that uh, always stood out to me about what you guys do. Um, do you see a, a major increase these days in people purchasing storable food or are you seeing people sit on their hands more than before? I, I, I'm not sure which way I've, I see it going because I, I see it in waves, you know, people's interest in this. No, that's then that's the way it works here too. Like I hate to say that's the way it works, but I'll be honest. We've got a like a food club that it's there's I don't know several thousand people that every month we send them a bucket of food, and it's again it's kind of one of those things like you don't have to do this all in one day. I can't afford to do it in one day. You know what I mean? But you you need to start and you need to stick with it. You know we we buy insurance, we pay for our insurance every month, every six months. You know our health insurance, our car insurance, our home insurance. It's kind of that food insurance is the one thing that people have forgotten about. And the good news is when you buy this stuff, it lasts for 25 years, not six months or a year. Right. Right. And you have the combo kits, of course, that you can, you can find 12 month kits and you can find a a big variety of a whole bunch of stuff in those kits. Can you kind of explain what, what comes with a combo kit? Because people look at the price and they go, Whoa, that's a lot of money, but I don't think people understand what actually comes with that and how much time that gives them to actually, you know, be able to eat. No, you're absolutely right. Josh, look, I fell for it, man. Like, like I said, 15 years ago, I bought this stuff and I bought it because I was like, dang, that's a good price. Let's buy that. Well, it turns out, you know, you're not getting what you think you're getting. And I promise you to this day, there's millions of people in this country that think they've got a year's worth of food or six months worth of food and they don't have it. Yeah. You know, it's, and what's scary is when the time comes that they need that food, 
they're not going to have what they think they have. Like if you have this stuff right now and you've bought it in the past, you need to go back and look and see what you've really got. Our stuff, like I said, I refuse to do that. If And we've had, we, and it was crazy during COVID, we had people calling us, especially a lot of the older people like, Hey, you know, we bought this food, honestly, hoping we'd never need it. And now we're afraid to go to the grocery store. So we've broke out your buckets and we're yeah. eating up your buckets. Like that was awesome. You know, I mean, it's, Hey, this is what they're for. And I'm, I mean, we all know now that was a hoax, but there in the beginning, we were all a little nervous to go to the grocery store. People were actually using this stuff, you know, but our, our buckets, like, like I said, we didn't put garbage in them. We didn't put junk in them. Like if it says it's a month's worth of food, it's a month's worth of food. If somebody else tells you they can give you a month's worth of food for $30, they're probably full of baloney. Right. You know, you can't go to the grocery store or Costco today and buy a month's worth of food for $30. Like just not going to happen. So, I mean, we've made sure there's good breakfast meals, good lunch meals, good dinner meals. We've all been in that stressful situation. You know what I mean? Ask anybody in the military that is in a stressful situation at the end of the day or the end of your mission, when you get done, what's the first thing you want? A good meal. You know what I mean? That really recharges the batteries, gets you back in the right mindset. So we've made sure we've put good filling meals in all these buckets. Well, there's evidence that, um, you know, the uh, a lot of the major grocery uh, chains were complicit with something in 2020 is that. Uh, a lot of us went to grocery stores and the shelves were empty. The rice was gone. The pasta was gone. The toilet paper and the napkins and the Kleenexes and all that kind of stuff. And stuff that you don't need was left. There's chocolate. There's stuff that, you know, junk food, stuff like that. Some junk food anyway. And uh, I remember at that time I was in Las Vegas and everything was gone from the shelves. And then I went to Mexico and all that stuff made by the same manufacturer shipped from the same place was stocking all the shelves in Mexico. And I remember thinking, wait a second, it's harder to ship the stuff here than it is throughout the United States. It's coming from the same factories, coming from the same warehouses, yet the shelves are empty there and, and they're full here. Now, fear has a lot to do with it, but guaranteed there was a lot of fear in Mexico uh, at the beginning of 2020 as well. So it, it didn't make sense to me. And then the baby formula thing happened last year or a year and a half ago where every place ran out of uh, infantil uh, baby formula. Now, interestingly enough, the factory was, I think, caught fire. And then as soon as they repaired it, it flooded. Uh, so it was just one thing after another. And here again in Mexico, all the shelves were covered in that brand of baby formula from the same factory. And it made me think, wait a second, this can't be unless perhaps there, there are people out there that are hoarding this stuff in, in government and uh, in some of these corporations, I don't know what it might be, but putting it to the side to manufacture a crisis. I've been saying for a long time, you know, in the face of what is in front of us of, of world war three scenarios of su uh, supply chain destruction by climate lobbies and all that kind of stuff that this will be a controlled collapse one way or another. And if, if, if people think that it's going to all be natural, hey, uh, one day the, the shelves will just be empty, it, it's not going to be natural. There is an agenda in front of us in order to get us on our knees and, and beg the government for help. And I, that's why I say it's so important to go to places like Heaven's Harvest. And I wanted to ask you finally, Clayton, as we uh, close this off, um, if you were to tell people one big reason why they should get storable food now and not wait a year into the future, because most people, I would say the vast majority of people are just waiting. They're, they're sitting, waiting for later. And I've always said better to be overly prepared than underprepared. But in your opinion, why should someone go and, and, and go to heavensharvest.com, get the storable food, get the seeds, get these filters and stuff today, rather than waiting one year down the line? You just nailed it, man. Like, 
we we can't even supply food for the for the the weakest in our society the children you know what i mean like that's like i mean we care about, we supposedly care about these guys more than anything and we don't have a good enough supply chain to keep baby formula on the shelf like mm. i mean if you think they're going to have your food on the shelf when the time comes like you're sadly mistaken you know and it's i don't i don't think people realize how close we are to a world war 3 scenario china knows it China's already sent balloons across the country. They're infiltrating us from the southern border. Like, I mean, what are they? 25, 30,000 Chinese have come, military-aged men. These aren't guys running from war. You know what I mean? These aren't families coming across. These are military-aged men coming across the border that have already infiltrated, you know, our power grid, our fuel supply. Like, they they know what they're going to do. This isn't going to be like World War II where the fighting takes place over there. They're going to shut this country down immediately. You know what I mean? We'll be without we're going to be without power. We're going to be out without fuel. We're going to be out without grocery stores. Like this is going to happen instantly. People will be lining up to join the military because they're not going to be able to feed themselves. Mm -hmm. It's going to happen quick. If you wait till when you need this stuff, it's like baby formula. We're not going to have it. Mm -hmm. I mean, we can keep it on the shelf now, but as soon as something happens, you know, I mean, we've got 20,000 square feet of warehouse space. And when Israel got bombed, it was emptied overnight. Like this isn't one of those things that you can't wait till you need it to buy it, you know? My, it's funny, I always think about my windshield wipers on my truck. I don't ever think about replacing the stupid things till it's raining. Yeah. I'm standing out there in the rain replacing windshield wipers. Like it's a sunny day. Let's take care of it now. Yeah. Absolutely. That's that's a great example because I've been there many times. Uh yeah, I, I think it's important that people realize, yeah, we're walking into war. We're we're sleepwalking our way into war. They're calling for conscription at the American War College already. They're calling for conscription in places like the UK already. I mean, this is a pretty serious situation. Then the dollar is being replaced by bricks. I mean, when all these things are happening at the same time, it's a perfect storm. It's a collapse of an empire, essentially, the Western Empire. And in the, the face of that, the reason that the Eastern Empire could win is because people aren't as dependent on, uh, you know, convenience and technology and all these different things and having that grocery store with all these things. I've lived in the Middle East. Trust me, there's a lot of places, a lot of towns that don't even have a grocery store. Everyone just collects stuff themselves and does it themselves. And I, I can't even imagine um, what would happen to the average millennial or generation Z person. And I'm a millennial when, you know, suddenly there's no food on the shelves. What are people going to do? Um, I, I've, I've, I've hey, Josh, yeah. the amount of millennials that are, that have woken up to this. Yeah. I mean, the millennial crowd has like really figured this out. I mean, I think they see what's coming more than the older generation. I mean, I'd hats off to the millennials. Great job guys. Like, they're more it's the age. It's it's a it's an age of um you know alternative media for the last you know fifteen yep. to twenty years. So a lot of people in the millennial crowd grew up with having the access to things that questioned the narrative, which allowed a lot of people to wake up. Um, and I hope that continues on, and I think it will. But I I think that a lot of people will be pressured at the last moment, and it's like it's it's always easy when, when you're outside of the bubble and and you're looking in and you say okay that's coming it, we need to get prepared and you get prepared that's great you can be on the outside looking in rather than the inside looking out where there is no escape and and you're contained in that bubble and i i think we're very much on the verge of it and it's not about fear-mongering to me it's just about solutions because it could save lives at the end of the day when the people in buffalo two years ago were caught in a blizzard and were dying on the side of the road if they had a, a battery if they had 
um, you know, storable food, if they had something that they could rely on instead of just being buried in the snow and having no access to anything because all they had was what their cell phone, no police are coming. No one, no one was uh, able to actually go and, and save them. There are times throughout the hu human history where you have to depend on yourself. Like God, God gives you these responsibilities on your shoulder and says, act, do something. And we need to actually act and do something. And in this situation, it's so obvious um, with everything, you know, culminating at the same time, we need to go and go to places like heavensharvest.com. Again, that's code WAM, W-A-M, and you get 5% off. I urge people to do this now. And again, you know, it's, it, you could get the one bucket for, you know, that, uh, one week scenario that might happen. But keep in mind, if you have family members, if you have friends around you that you want to keep around you, I urge people to consider getting a bit more because it's an investment. Remember, food is the world's first uh, first currency. And at the end of the day, the, if the dollar is worth nothing and you need food, having the food is your currency. That is the money. So when people think about uh, spending money, you are investing in your own livelihood. So I urge people, again, to go to that link, uh, check it out, check out the different combo kits. And I urge people to consider getting a, a larger package for the sake of their well-being later on. And maybe their mother, father, grandfather, grandkid, whatever it might be, um, who thinks you're crazy, won't think you're so crazy when you have, uh, you know, all the preparation uh, in front of you. Uh, as we close this off, Clayton, do you have any last words as to why people should go and check out that link? Man, I think you you hit it right down. You hit the nail on the head there at the end. You know what I mean? A lot of people look at this like, you know, I hope you never have to use it. I really do. But I have a feeling like my gut tells me that we're going to need this sooner than later. And it's not a it's not a wasted investment. You know what I mean? If it's something that you don't eat, it's something you can trade. The seeds, the seeds will be currency again one day. You know, the food will be currency again one day. And, you know, it's like you said, I it, I wouldn't be afraid to look at, you know, six months to a year's worth of this stuff. Look at the heirloom seed kits so that you can, you know, continue that down the road. Look at the water filtration. You know, I mean, you can live a week or two without food. You're only going to live a couple of days without water. And most people, like, again, we're all so used to going, I mean, I live in the middle of nowhere and have county water. I'm used to just turning on the tap and getting water. You know, so look at the water. We've, like I said, all this stuff we've used personally. I've gotten rid of the garbage, I, you know, the stuff that's a pain in the butt to use. I've gotten rid of it. Everything on that site is easy to use. The water filtration, the storage, like get you a water bottle. It may save your life. You know, it, I have a feeling it will save your life. Yeah. You know, have a way to filter water. You know, it's, it's, it's going to be a lot more important than what I think people realize. Do people really think, you know, that in, in the current situation we're in with everything happening in the world, that it's going to be 25 plus years before something crazy like this happens. I mean, really at this point we are, uh, coming very close to that end of the line. And again, it's just about solutions. It's about saving lives. It's not about fear mongering. I, I, I don't want people to have fear. That's why I, I promote this so that they can sleep easy knowing that they have that. I, I've always said food, water, shelter, self-defense. You're not gathering things with the toughest guy on the block. Those are the most important things to maintaining your, the safety and the survival of your family. So again, thank you so much for uh, joining us, uh, Clayton. And I urge people again, go check those links and uh, you know, we'll, we'll do some more videos in the future. It's always good talking to you. And uh, I hope we uh, get, get to talk again sometime soon. Absolutely, Josh. I appreciate it.